Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Welcome to Nurses Out Loud Thursday edition with Nurse Michelle. I am so glad you have come here to be with me today. Today, we are going to be talking about how to pursue justice following the COVID-19 mandates that millions of Americans were adversely impacted with. And um, we want to make sure that you know that there is a way to pursue justice and that we're going to make 2023 the year of justice. It already is a time for justice. It's happening successfully all over the country. Hopefully it's happening all over the world, but there are precedent setting cases already happening. And perhaps you feel like it's not something you even know how to navigate. It's not like your average American knows how to pursue justice legally most people don't have enough money to pay their bills, much less have a lawyer on their payroll ready for when something like this happens. The usual reason why maybe someone's going to have a lawyer is because they are pursuing something with a custody battle, a divorce, or something with a neighbor problem or something with your house or a builder, a car wreck, etc. But we are in a day that we need to know who the justice warrior lawyers are and who's out there ready to fight for you. So you can email Nurses Out Loud. Uh, you can go to americaoutloud.news slash nursesoutloud, and you'll see where all the nurses' faces are. There's an option to send us an email. So if you would like a list of lawyers to help you, definitely do that by sending us an email, and I will get you a list of lawyers out to you. But today I'm going to specifically be addressing Liberty Council. I'm going to have a special guest on the second half, um, Mr. Matt Staver, the founder of Liberty Council. And we're going to be discussing some recent successes that are happening with their litigation and other cases that have helped their litigation. But success is happening. And want to give you some pointers and help on how to pursue that litigation. He's a very wise man who is determined to make a difference and address the issues that are confronting American people today. So if you are among the Americans who were told by your employer that you better get that COVID-19 vaccine or your job is in jeopardy, we want to hear from you. If you had those mandates given to you and you requested a religious accommodation, let's say in 2021 or 2022, and it was denied, we want to hear from you. If you are presently fa being faced with vaccine mandates, mask mandates, and testing mandates, 
you need to make sure we provide you with resources and we want to make sure you know what Liberty Council's doing. So they do have an option for you to get access to a lawyer for free. And yes, I did say that. So they have um, pro bono services for the American people. If you are presently facing a college mandate and your school is imposing upon your student, your grandchild, any kind of battle, if you haven't had a conversation with your grandchild or children about their college as it pertains to mandates on them, please make a point to have those conversations because it's happening all over the country. And there's something about these people in the immunization departments and administration departments of colleges that seem to like to tell students what they have to do with their bodies while those same colleges have their free space where you can go and protest and raise cane and scream about your right to abort your baby and other, um, let's say, Antifa support and things that justify protest and burning of cities and burning of police cars and combating the police. Somehow our colleges that are going out there aren't having any problems supporting that kind of protesting, but dare you protest about what gets injected into your body or what they say needs to be injected into your body. So we need to stop this. Everybody needs to wake up to the fact that it's happening. Ask your children if their employers are requiring such things of them. If it is happening now, if you're in California, I know that you're living in what's called commie California these day or California, as I, a lot of my followers from California call it, that that's what they refer to their state because it's very hard to find employment that isn't requiring that or school systems that are not requiring that. And of course, I have reminded you to go to nocollegemandates.com to make sure that you are not sending your kids to any of these colleges that are doing this. Okay, so we we don't want to send our money to them, and um, but we need to be having conversations. Your students at your table, on the phone calls, on checkups, need to be having dialogues from their parents and their grandparents about these topics because they are facing them. Find out who in your community and network are facing any kind of mandates. Everywhere we go, even in the free state of Georgia, there are people walking around happily with their masks still. And um, it's not mandated and required here. And it seems the closer you get to an academic institution, the more you see it. And there's a lot of theories on why that might be the case. But Anybody looking to have a conversation with these people that may be in your life, you can send me an email and what we will address in our q and I'm going to be doing a Q&A really soon and I'm going to answer a lot of your questions that you've been sending out, but I will definitely be sending you to brownstone.org because they have over 150 medical citations and studies that predate COVID and are covid during that time period and are post that time period up until 23 that are addressing the inefficacy, lack of efficacy, dangers, and lack of usefulness of actually doing that. So some people believe that what these people are doing is virtue signaling, just wanting to communicate to those in their community that, hey, you know, I'm on the side of fill in the blank, and I just want you to identify me as somebody who is still believing that 
this virus can be stopped by this mask. So um, Nurse Michelle is working on a card that you'll hopefully be able to download from Nurses Out Loud website that Nurse April is working on for us. And when that website launches, there'll be various documents that you'll be able to download straight from the Nurses Out Loud website. Some of them you'll have to um, pay for a PDF download, and then you can go take it to your printer and go get as many copies as you want um, printed as much as you can. And you can start sharing truth wherever you go and just walk up politely to these people who are wearing masks and say, hey, do you know there's a better way? And do you know there's studies out there that um, might could help you, you know, don't make them feel bad. Don't make them go toss the card and waste your money, right? We want to actually impart knowledge to them and help set them free. So all of us have an obligation to do that. Make sure you're aware of that. Now, today we're going to be talking about um, a lot of the situations that we're all finding ourselves in where there may be a need for you to record information, um, get evidence, photograph or video information that's going on, but there's rules in different states. So we're going to be addressing that. And then at the second half, we'll bring in Matt Staver and you'll get to hear from his brilliant mind and the accomplishments of Liberty Council. Some of you are going to need to be recording phone calls and conversations, and you need to be aware of what your state actually says is legal for you to do. So I'm going to put in my show notes the Justia recording phone calls and conversations in a 50-state survey, but federal law and state laws differ as to the legality of recording phone calls and conversations, determining which jurisdiction's law controls in cases involving recording devices or parties in multiple states can be complex. So it is likely best to adhere to the strictest applicable law when in doubt and or get the clear consent of all parties before recording. And obviously, if you're trying to get information that you believe is illegal going on in your workplace or wherever you may be witnessing it, it is a good idea to get it recorded and then we can reach out to um, Liberty Council and see if your state is a problem. But most states are a one-party consent state. That means just as long as you are one of the people that's recording it and you are, you know, consent, obviously, then you are doing okay. But the all-party consent states, there's only a few of them, California, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Montana, Nevada, New Hampshire, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Vermont, and Washington. So those are the states you're going to need to check out, but you can go to the link I provide and find out what your state does. If you are aware of Nurse Jody, our Friday nurse's um, whistleblower story, she did record and she was in Arizona when she did that. So you will want to find out what you can do and work on getting your undercover information because we are in a time for justice and it is time to do something about it. So what you know needs to be discovered and brought before legal counsel. Liberty Council is a nonprofit ministry that operates Pro litigation program providing assistance and representation involving religious freedom, the sanctity of life, and the family. You can get religious exemption guidance from the vaccine mandates through Liberty Council, which is lc.org. You will simply go to the page that asks for religious exemption guidance, and they have step by step help for you that they have a vaccine exemption guide video with Matt Staver 
And they also have a legal help form that you're going to fill out. And they're going to ask for personal information about you with what religious background you have. And also they're going to show you a sample of their religious exemption letter. And they're going to have questioning of your religious beliefs notice that tells you that it is actually illegal for an employer to try and inquire about your religious beliefs. This is what it says on their website. An employer can question the employee's belief to find out if they are sincere, meaning they're not merely using religion as a basis for their request just to avoid the COVID shots. The employer can ask what they believe, why they believe it, how it affects their life decisions and their decision regarding the COVID shots. An employer cannot question the validity or correctness of religious beliefs. The employer cannot ask why the employee is interpreting a scripture in a particular way or why the employee objects to the COVID shot when others in their church or religious order either have no position or even support the shots. Now, that's something that I have run into with thousands of people who are having to fill out religious exemption requests. And that has been true for the nursing students and medical students that are being forced to fill out their religious exemption request forms. They are asking these illegal things that are not supposed to be being asked. And there is that implication that, hey, you know, if you say you're a Catholic and you believe that you shouldn't take the COVID-19 vaccine shot, well, your very own leader of your denomination, the Pope, actually says you should and gave a, a statement on it, right? Or you, your denomination pastor, it happened all through 2021, let's say a major denomination that you're a part of, the major leader or a major leader associated to it may have dared to come out there and said what they actually thought personally was not a reason for you to be able to use your religious reasons for not taking the COVID-19 vaccine shot. And when I post anything about this, there are always those snarky people out there that just want to come out there and say that it's just absolutely absurd for anybody to have a religious reason not to have a medical procedure done. And they imply that surely you can find and prove to them somewhere in their, in your Bible, let's say, where it would say in the word of God that you can't have a COVID-19 shot. And obviously we know it's not there, right? So we're not looking to try and support what they think we're looking for. What they're looking for is that you declare that you have sincerely held religious beliefs. And, you know, in my case, I would say in the wording that I use in the document I did with the nurses, it would say that, you know, I have a conscientious objection to having a medical procedure done to my body that I actually think is harmful. I actually do what I can to avoid doing harmful things to my body as much as I possibly can, right? So some people smoke and still would contend they don't want to have a COVID-19 vaccine. Obviously, they're not worried about the smoking impact on their body. They're worried about the mysteries associated to what's inside the COVID-19 vaccine and the fact that it's an EUA and they're opposed to it. So there are many people who have been asked questions that are shocking from their employer 
And that's what happened to my daughter who was in nursing school. Her nursing school, of course, supported her right to religious accommodation. And they even wrote a religious accommodation letter for them to turn into the clinical facility. But the clinical facility dared to ask really ridiculous questions. And some of you may know that that is something that I address on that show, which is, you know, if you want to know the name of my religious authority, that you think you're going to reach out to and get his or her opinion on why Nurse Michelle says, I'm not going to get this particular procedure done. This is what my religious authority's name is, and it's J-E-S-U-S-C-H-R-I-S-T, and you can call him at G-O-D. And no, I'm not giving you a phone number. So, you know, there's a place to put that down. And we did have to put that down in my daughter's case. And many people that follow me and have asked guidance have actually put that down as well. And it gets the point across that who who do you think you are asking some other human being what my sincerely held religious beliefs are? I do not need a religious authority to speak for my personal belief system. Okay. Liberty Council is also going to deal with when you have a denied request, what to do. And if your request was approved, but was approved with unpaid leave. So some of you got it approved, but you had consequences still. Some of you were made to um, wear masks or um, get other procedures done, testing done. And that's going to be something that they're going to address as well. And they have more information on COVID and the COVID shots specifically all over their website. Their website is literally ready to help you. Questions asked, and you should do your due diligence and go through it before you reach out to them so that your questions are predominantly answered. As you will hear with the Matt Staver interview after the break, you're going to hear that they have petitions that they are looking for the American people to sign and support with them. And one of the petitions that I will make sure you have a link to is blocking mandatory vaccinations. Giant pharmaceutical companies are in partnership with government officials, sweeping harmful and even deadly COVID-19 vaccine reactions under the rug. We need to organize and prepare right now to fight this threat to our freedom and the future of our families. And they want you to join them in that mission to do that. They also have one that is stop government protected censorship, I'm personally a person who's has been a victim of censorship and people did not get access to early treatment because of that. Big tech corporations like Google, Apple, Facebook, Twitter, Squarespace, and many more have been censoring conservative viewpoints for years. But right now, these social media and Internet corporations are acting like a runaway train intent on destroying your speech and privacy, manipulating your news sources and using your information against you. So you want to make sure to get involved in their stop government protected censorship some of you maybe are not aware how you may have been impacted. Maybe you're one of the people who has been vaccinated and you never even heard that there were people out there trying to get information to you to help you have better informed consent before you actually got that vaccine. That is because of censorship. So that information was kept from you and you were propagandized in the method that was int attempted intentionally. Liberty Council also has a petition that is avoiding mass surveillance. Don't let politicians spy on you. Politicians and tech gurus are advocating for contract tracing, which means the government wants to know your every move and record it in a searchable database. This is a egregious violation of our Fourth Amendment, which protects the privacy and freedom of Americans. Congress is funding this 
tracking. Governors are pushing it and the mainstream media are supporting it. So, you know, we count on our media to come in and say, hey, look what these people are doing, American people. This is something you need to pay attention to and make sure it doesn't happen because we are part of making sure the American people are informed. Well, that's not what's happening with mainstream media. So this is your media now. And we're trying to help you find out about places that are actually making an impact. And Liberty Council is one of those. And you want to make sure to check out that petition and get involved. Additionally, for those that are concerned about the LGBTQIA agenda that's going on within the public school system. If you have children that are in the public school or grandchildren, you need to pay attention to this one and look at the Save Religious Freedom um, petition that Liberty Council has. The Equality Act demands that every person bow the knee to the radical LGBTQ agenda while repealing the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act. It strips religious people of their last remaining defense of living out their faith. It will apply to everyone, to all businesses, public and private schools, K through college, churches, all the way down to online and at-home businesses, home-based daycares, adoption and foster care, medical providers, and the list goes on. So while I, I, you know, there's a movie that was out there called While You Were Sleeping, it's a love story. But my comment today to people who are listening is while you're watching Netflix, in other words, while you're not paying attention to what's actually going on in your community, in your society, while you're watching episode after episode of perhaps a Netflix series that you're hooked on, um, this is what's going down. There are people with an agenda that want to overturn acts that have been done, laws that have been done that protect religious freedom. And while you're watching Netflix, this is what they're doing. So make sure to sign that petition as well. In our very own communities and hospitals that you have respect for, people are having their children fast tracked through puberty blockers and on the Liberty Council page, they're making sure that you understand that pastors out there are going to be threatened to comply with the agenda that's going on out there. So don't think it's not going to affect you. Um, recently, before the U.S. House Committee with um, tears in her eyes, Chloe Cole at her 19th birthday stood and testified, I speak to you today as a victim of one of the biggest medical scandals in the history of the United States of America. I speak to you in the hope that you will have the courage to bring the scandal to an end and ensure that other vulnerable teenagers, children, and young adults don't go through what she had been through. And at age 12, she had told that her parents that she was a boy and her parents immediately sought medical advice and the medical advice that's going on right now in your community. Yes, it is happening. Um, what happens is that the parents let their guard down. And in retrospect, she says she can't blame them. But the reality is, is that her life was turned upside down. She's forever changed. Her body's been surgically mutilated in her own words. And her body and bone structure has been permanently masculinized, masculinized. So be aware while you're not paying attention, this is happening. And places like Liberty Council are on top of it, they're doing what they can to protect you and your pastors from being forced into compliance to not be able to say certain things, perhaps, that they believe is about the Word of God. You know, we certainly are pro-loving people and letting people be who they are and what they want to be, but that's not at the expense of um, constitutional rights being denied and parents and pastors and teachers 
losing their ability to speak freely themselves. So pay attention to what Liberty Council has to say about these very important subjects. Some brief information about my special guest today, Matt Staver and his wife, Anita Staver, are attorneys who've co-founded Liberty Council. And Liberty Council is a nonprofit ministry governed by volunteer and board of, a volunteer board of directors. Founded in 1989, Liberty Council maintains offices in Central Florida, Virginia, Washington, and is funded by tax-deductible donations from individuals, businesses, foundations, and other organizations. Every ministry and project of Liberty Council centers around and is based upon the good news, which is also referred to as the gospel. We re- They say that they embrace a worldview that is historically Christian and biblical and believe every person is created in the image of God and should be treated with dignity and respect. They believe that discourse should be civil and respectful, and they condemn violence and hatred and do not support any person or group that advocates or promotes violence or hate. Matt has over 300 published legal opinions, and he authored eight scholarly law review publications, many booklets and brochures, hundreds of articles, and numerous books, one of which is called A Complete Handbook for Defending Your Religious Rights. And we'll make sure that that is in the bookstore for America Out Loud bookstore. Matt is the host and producer of Faith and Freedom podcast, radio program, and Freedom's Call radio program as well. And Matt has filed numerous briefs and argued in many federal and state courts, including three landmark cases before the U.S. Supreme Court. And you can check more about those out on Liberty Council's website at lc.org. And Matt has the highest AV rating given to attorneys by Martindale Hubble, for those that are out there that are lawyers and interested in legal details like that. So when you go to my show notes, which you will find at americaoutloud.news slash nursesoutloud, you will find multiple citations of several legal documents that are referenced in the interview in just a moment with Matt Staver. So be sure to check those out, especially lawyers that are paying attention and know that he is looking for affiliate lawyers and you may be one that may be just right and a perfect match for them. Know that this is pro bono and if you are looking for help and legal help, you can find it at libertycouncillc.org and when we come back, we will hear from Matt Staver. Remember, the only way that we're able to bring Nurses Out Loud to you is because of our sponsors. So please go to americaoutloud.news or .shop, americaoutloud.shop, to find out about all of our sponsors. There are plenty of things that you're possibly running into Walmart for that you are thinking you're going to get quality, but you can get better quality here and find what you're looking for on americaoutloud.shop. It's time and this is This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. 
Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity, unlike other supplements that don't work. Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. It's time and this is Today I have with me a special guest, the founder of Liberty Council, Matt Staver. Liberty Council is advancing their Christian mission through three pillars of ministry, religious freedom, sanctity of human life, and to advance the family by promoting and defending measures to strengthen a marriage and the family. AmericaOutloud.news is committed to keeping the American people informed about those that are providing solutions in our present day issues. Religious freedom, often referred to as the free exercise of religion, is a natural right and is part of the inalienable rights affirmed by the Constitution of the United States and every one of the states. Americans have witnessed and been victims of the denial of religious freedoms as it pertains to the COVID-19 pandemic and the unconstitutional federal and employee vaccine mandates. I'm thankful to have Matt Staver here to let him share his legal perspective of what has happened to our citizens as it pertains to religious freedom being denied and what American citizens can do to pursue justice and litigation if necessary, because so many of us have been a victim of unconstitutional mandates and adversely impacting our lives. I get thousands of requests regularly. I also look forward to hearing the most recent updates on successful litigation happening in the country. So as uh, to encourage the American people that justice is winning and justice is coming to those who have contributed to the unconstitutional attacks on our country. Welcome to Nurses Out Loud on AmericaOutloud.news, Mr. Saber. And let's jump right in with why, you know, that something very big just recently happened uh, with the Supreme Court regarding that 1977 case. I'd love to hear about it from your perspective. Yes, this is going to be a very good decision that will help not only people who are facing these mandates, but anybody who has religious discrimination or has a requirement or need a request for religious accommodation in the workplace. 
1977, in fact, the 1970s was a very bad decade. That was the decade of 1971, the Lemon versus Kurtzman case that distorted the First Amendment Establishment Clause. 1973, Roe versus Wade. 1977, Transworld Airlines that weakened the protections for religion in the workplace under Title VII. And then 1978 was the affirmative action case uh, with regards to college admissions, with regards to University of California. And that was a bad decade of judicial activists. Well, now uh, that decision, 1977, is overturned. It was the so-called de minimis test that said, essentially, if you have religious discrimination in the workplace, the employer can show that it's an undue hardship and therefore they don't have to respond by accommodating if they can show that it's a de minimis expense that they have to undergo, which means very minimal, almost no expense at all. And so when people brought these employment decisions with regards to the mandates, some companies could get by by saying, well, we're relying upon the 1977 case. No more. They have to show a lot more hardship uh, if they're not going to accommodate. So that gives new life into a lot of these employment decisions. And before we go any further, let me just give you three real quick cases where there's been some great victories in the last uh, couple of weeks. One is the University of Virginia employees there that were terminated. Uh, they now have a won their case, and they're just the tip of the iceberg. They were individuals who requested religious accommodation. UVA was one of the worst defenders, offenders, I should say, in the country on that issue. They terminated everybody. Uh, these individuals have won. Also, uh, seven state troopers in Massachusetts, they won their arbitration case. They'll have now back pay and reinstatement at the same seniority with no loss of benefits. Uh, those are just the tip of the icebergs because there's a lot of others behind them that will also be affected by it as well. And then in Moscow, Idaho, uh, there were people that were out uh, and they were doing praise and worship uh, during COVID. They weren't wearing the mask as the Moscow uh, government said they should and uh, they got arrested and now they have won their case, settled their case for $300,000. Uh, those just came down within the last couple of weeks and there's many more cases I think that'll be coming up in the future. Yeah, these religious uh, exemption, I saw that you have religious exemption guidance available to people on your website for people who are having the school and employee issues. And I mean, I feel like I'm writing, I'm not even a lawyer and I'm trying to write religious exemptions for people on a regular basis. Nursing students um, are three weeks before they're starting classes are suddenly been being yeah. bamboozled with not only COVID-19 vaccine mandates, but if their titers don't come up positive for their childhood vaccines, they're, they're telling them to get 25 shots before the next three weeks is wow. up before they present to school. So it's unbelievable what's happening and it's still happening and nobody knows it's going on. So what would you recommend for people who are still right now, while everybody thinks nothing's happening, how can they take steps to fight appropriately and not lose their position in their college, um, you know, a nursing student, not lose her position uh, and students not getting kicked out of school for these kind of measures? Well, they can go to lc.org, lc.org, and click on the legal help tab right there at lc.org. Click legal help, uh, fill out the form. We'll be back in touch with you right away to walk you through this situ uh, situation. But you're right. A lot of people think, well, it's over with or we're done with. We'll put this in the rearview mirror. It's not. You have students going back to school, particularly those, like you say, in the nursing or medical profession that have clinicals. Uh, they're not uh, being allowed in some of these schools to return unless they get the COVID shot and, like you said, other shots as well. It's really bad for doctors, people who are in medical school, because they have to be matched 
Uh, and if they don't get matched, uh, then their whole career, they may get their MD, but they don't really get a match to go practice with somebody who's radiology or orthopedic or internal medicine specialist. And they have a pressure not only from the school, but they also have a pressure from uh, the, the facilities after graduation where they want to get matched to. And if they don't get a match, I mean, we've talked to some medical students that say that individual students have committed suicide unbelievably because of the pressure that's on them because their whole life future for their medical career depends on whether they're going to get a proper match and if they don't um, then their career has to change or take a, a detour so those are real problems organ transplants those are still an issue too where people are being told you need to get the covid shot or the donors you need to get the covid shot in order to be on this organ transplant list for many of these people it's life and death every day is the hourglass ticking down quicker uh, because they need that organ and they need it now. So we're working with many of those in that area, still many people within the context of employment, still working in the uh, context of military. Uh, in fact, this month we'll be filing a petition with the U.S. Supreme Court on behalf of healthcare workers in Maine uh, over a very significant issue where the governor of that state said, irrespective of what Title VII says in Maine, we're not going to apply it here. We're just going to say to the employers, you need to not grant a single religious accommodation. And if you do, you'll lose your business license. So Title VII just in Governor Mills' world just doesn't apply in the state of Maine as it, as it relates to religious exemptions. Uh, that can't be the law. And so we're moving to the Supreme Court on that particular very critical issue. So we actually have a governor telling employees, employers, not to give accommodation. They're, yeah. they're actually being told not to. Yeah. And if you go back to 2019, Maine already had a healthcare shortage of nurses. And so they tried to reach out to fill the gap and they did uh, moving bonuses, signing bonuses. They got people to move into Maine. There's a lot of rural areas of Maine that needed healthcare coverage. Uh, there was already articles that many of these uh, facilities, whether they're hospitals or long or short care term uh, facilities were very much understaffed, critical needs. Then COVID hit, and then uh, the governor in early 2021 called these healthcare workers healthcare heroes, which they really were. Then in the fall of 2021, gave the mandate and terminated them by telling the employers, unbelievably, if you grant any religious exemptions, even one, if you're a hospital that employs a thousand people, and if you grant one religious exemption, the state of Maine will revoke your business license to operate and shut you down. So the employers were scared and they terminated anybody who had a religious accommodation. Thousands of people lost their jobs. Yeah, people do not realize this is all still very much impacting Americans. It, it affects all of us because all of us want to be uh, having good medical care when it comes time for us to have either emergency care or surgeries that are necessary. And if you have shortage of staff because of these kind of mandates, you are the one that's going to be paying the price. Yeah. So we all have to do something to get involved. So when we have this kind of mandate, who is the person going to actually be suing? Is it going to be the employer or is it going to be the governor? Or is it going to be both? Well, in the case of Maine, it's the governor and the state of Maine and the employers. So we have lawsuits against both. We have a three to zero decision that ruled in our favor with regards to the state. And so we're pursuing that now, now that we got a reversal at the Court of Appeals. But the Court of Appeals uh, granted the ability of the governor just to literally wipe out Title VII. And yet federal law preempts 
state law when it's to the very contrary, and that's exactly what happens here. So there is a, a very good case to take to the Supreme Court, so we're taking that portion to the Supreme Court. Same thing happened in Maine, and the same thing happened in, or I should say in New York, and the same thing happened in Connecticut. So uh, in some cases, it's the state. In other cases, it's the state and the employers. And then in many cases, it's just the employers that just did the mandate themselves, like uh, what we did, for example, against the uh, North Shore University healthcare system. We filed against that large healthcare system in Illinois. And we ended up selling the class action lawsuit for uh, over $10.3 million. Everyone got compensation, even those that uh, did not lose their jobs, but did not get granted religious accommodation. All of those who lost their jobs got back pay compensation and then reinstatement at their same level that they were before, plus uh, a new policy that grants religious accommodations going forward. So there's different kinds of situations around the country. We're doing the same thing with the military. We got class action lawsuits against them. On the, on the other hand, we do have military people that were discharged. Uh, we have military people that are civilians now that ought to be back uh, on the base. Uh, and we're working with them to try to get that resolved in one of the areas as we're working in Congress to try to get the back pay and reinstatement for some of these individuals who lost their military careers. Yes, I've interviewed some of them and they've said thousands of military walked out and left their retirement pensions just to avoid this mandate. So yeah. I, that's encouraging to hear that. Regarding compensation, you're probably familiar with the case Toms versus Maricopa County Community College. In that case, those two nursing students successfully won the right to be able to graduate from nursing school. And apparently the college only had to pay around $60,000 legal fees to their lawyer. And here they are two years later doing the exact same thing to more nursing students right now. So what I'm saying out there, and you can help me as a lawyer say the correct thing for me, is apparently losing just legal fees to the lawyers wasn't enough to teach that school a lesson that they were unconstitutionally acting out. And, and these people did not get any kind of compensation. These nursing students, you know, one of them miscarried. They had loss of child, loss mm -hmm. of so much because of what happened. And all they got was the right to graduate, which they were entitled to anyways. So how can we make sure that the people who are having these consequences happen to them um, not only get compensated, but that the people who are doing the unconstitutional acts actually have to pay and learn a serious lesson? Well, I think that's part of the litigation, and these people need to be compensated for their loss, and certainly those who have uh, suffered injuries. And there are some people right now that did, uh, in certain cases, they succumbed to pressure, took the COVID shots uh, to save their job, and now they're physically injured. And so some of those cases are moving forward against employers uh, that for, I know one of those, for example, is a case involving, I believe, Nike that's moving forward, uh, but there's others as well. These individuals, I think for many of these, whether it's a school or it's an employer or whether it's the government, uh, oftentimes they don't learn unless they have an injunction or a court order that prohibits them from doing that same unconstitutional act going forward and they have to pay. Uh, they're not gonna learn unless they have to pay and they have to pay uh, in a steep enough price so that they learn the lesson. But they also need a court order as part of that lawsuit, that litigation, the resolution of it, to prevent them from ever going down that same constitutional road again. Okay, and that's just something that lawyers are going to have to be attentive to making sure that's part of their cases? 
That's right. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You need to make sure that you never go down this road again. Uh, you know, we have those kinds of situations in some of our cases so that this doesn't happen. If they do uh, something of that nature, they could be held in contempt because of these court orders that are outstanding. Okay. I also saw on your website that you're looking for affiliate attorneys. Tell me what that applies to. Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, affiliate attorneys are people who are in private practice. Uh, they're doing various kinds of work, uh, but they want to do some of this work. So they work with us as affiliates, a volunteer or certain situations where we might uh, retain them. Uh, and in fact, what we did with during COVID, we had affiliate attorneys already. During COVID, we had like 35,000 uh, legal help form requests. And some of those people were individuals representing 100 or 500 people in their workplace. So you multiply that times uh, each one of these, it's massive. We didn't have the ability to handle every single person. We communicated with everyone. What we did is we reached out to our affiliate attorneys and we worked with and trained over 100 affiliate attorneys that we have. We have more than that, but we trained over 100 just on this issue. And we had uh, meetings and working uh, uh, operation time with them. And then we worked with some of the people that uh, came to uh, us for help. And they then were able to help expand our reach and our ability by helping them as well. Okay. Uh, many of those affiliate attorneys are, are still working with individuals who face these mandates at work or colleges and, and in other situations as well. Okay, if people are within a employment sector and they have they know hundreds, if not more, or let's say 10 or 20 within their own company, know that they all lost jobs for the same reason. What can they do to organize to make sure that they're getting, is it a class action goal that they should be pursuing? What should they do? Yeah, I like what we did, for example, in Illinois, and these particular mandates are very much amenable to a class action. You have to have similar facts and similar law. So the mandates are the similar facts and the law is going to be similar when they just deny them outright, which is what these employers by and large did. So North Shore Community, uh, North Shore University Health System in Illinois is an example. We filed suit on behalf of certain individual identifiable plaintiffs. And then we asked the court to certify the class and we ended up getting a class certification for a group of people. So these individuals, uh, a smaller number represent a larger number of people that are just like them. And so the remedy, once we won the case and got it resolved and settled and approved by the court, applies to the entire class. And then that means in, in our case, we had over 500 people that were compensated and helped by the class certification and the resolution of the case. Okay, so what happens when people have an immediate re religious accommodation rejection? Like they, they're already being pressured, they're make, being re required to write those reports that are three pages long in answers. Mm -hmm. and, and then they get back after writing their long reports, they still get a rejection. What is their first actions to be doing legally to help themselves? Because most people are afraid to get a, a lawyer. Right. And they can certainly go to lc.org, click the legal help tab. There's information there that uh, will help them prepare for that uh, request to the employer and then give them the next steps as well and we'll walk them through the next steps but the next steps would be after you've already done your religious accommodation request and the employer has rejected it now you have to make a decision and that next decision would be to file with the equal employment or the eeoc equal employment opportunity commission you have to file uh, that's an administrative requirement in order to invoke the federal law known as title 7 which protects religious discrimination in the workplace Okay, so EEOC, do they have a time frame from the time of the offense to actually file? They do have a time frame. It depends upon whether you're working in private or um, 
you know, government uh, work. They do have a time frame, so time is of the essence. But uh, you have enough time to contact us right after you get a denial. Go to the website. We'll give you the time frame. We'll give you the uh, the process and help you walk through that process. Uh, but you have time, but just don't wait around. It's not like it's going to expire in a week or two or even a month, but uh, you have time. Just make sure that you're diligent in pursuing uh, the EEOC claim because it's critical. If you don't, uh, you won't have a Title VII case. Is it a cost for them to reach out initially when they have that first crisis, or do they start getting costs from L Liberty Council once they secure someone? No, amazingly, they don't get costs from us at all at any time. Uh, we don't charge. Uh, we never send a bill. Uh, so we uh, work with people uh, pro bono. That's our ministry at Liberty Council. I, I did not realize that is wonderful news. I hope everybody's listening to that. That is profound. They do have significant donation ability for anybody out there interested in wanting to donate and help this cause. Now, if people are witnessing unjust actions within the workplace or within their hospitals or they're seeing things going down with patients still having pressure. Is it okay to be rec recording things privately in the event that um, there's a case that's going to be created from that or they're going to become a wh federal whistleblower? What can people do to start gathering intel to prepare for a lawsuit? Well, certainly everyone can take notes. Uh, that's legal in all 50 states and territories, but it depends upon which state you're in. Most states do not have a two-person party consent requirement. In other words, most states do not require both the person who's recording and the person who's being recorded to consent to the recording. Most of them are single party. So if you want to record, even though the other person doesn't know it, most states allow that. But you want to find out in your state which one uh, allows it, which one doesn't. Uh, James O'Keefe actually just won a, a lawsuit recently because he was recording, I believe it was in Washington State or Oregon, one of those two on the West Coast. And it had a two-party consent. The Federal Court of Appeals ruled that that was a violation of the First Amendment. So it's a great victory that he just won uh, just within the last couple of months. And I, fr I frankly think a lot of those cases with the two-party consent will eventually uh, succumb to the First Amendment. The good thing is it's only a small number, about five or so states in the entire country that have the two-party consent. If they do, you don't want to record uh, because uh, some of those states that have a two-party consent can have some significant penalties if you release that information without the other party's consent. But most states, you can do so. And in all states, you can write down and take notes. Okay, that's wonderful. I see that you have multiple educational resources available. How do you intend for people to use these resources on your website? What, what is well, your we want, Yeah, we want people to know what their rights are. And uh, certainly we have a lot of information on our website, lc.org. So I encourage people to go there. There's lots of different places you can find more information. And then if you have any needs or questions, you know someone, an issue comes up in your community, uh, then go to the Legal Help tab, or you can send us an email at liberty at lc.org, and we'll be able to follow up and get in contact with you. I also see you have petitions. What petitions do you have going that you're wanting to solicit people for? We have a lot of petitions. Uh, we have some, for example, on the WHO, because the Biden administration is pushing forward to uh, have the United States sign on to a pandemic treaty and uh, a number of amendments to the international health regulations, which those pandemic treaties would give the WHO and the amendments global binding authority. Right now, it's just recommendation authority, but binding authority over anything that would be a public health matter. And consequently would be able to impose lockdowns. Uh, the WHO is also pushing globally right now, very concerning these global digital health certificates. 
uh, sort of like a QR code that would have all of your medical and vaccination status on there. And that would be a requirement for your travel, work, school, and other um, just form of living. So we're making sure that Congress uh, stops uh, the Biden administration from pushing forward with this WHO. People can simply go to the website and sign these petitions. I'll put that link in my bio also to put people directly to that, correct? Correct. Yeah, just lc.org. Okay, so um, lo local government, what can we do as individuals? Well, I think you need to find out what's going on in your local government and be involved. I think, you know, certainly uh, moms during uh, the COVID shutdown, especially when schools started to open up again or when they didn't open or when they did open and you had to still mask, you saw them going in mass to these school boards and they began to realize, number one, what the schools were teaching, number two, the bad policies that these school boards were administrating and they made a difference and they're making a big difference. So I think we have to show up and we have to make a difference. Stay informed and then show up and make a difference. I love it. Okay, so everybody be sure to subscribe to Liberty Council's email, but last words you'd like to get out there for everyone to hear on America Out Loud. I think, you know, we must never forget what we have been through. Uh, we have been lied to with regards to COVID uh, as a specific example, our government agencies, individuals, Fauci and others, they've lied to us. Farmers lied to us. Some of the medical associations have lied to us. We've been betrayed, frankly, and we can't just go on as though uh, nothing has ever happened. It's still happening. We need to hold people and agencies and entities accountable, and we need to make sure that we never go down this road again. I am right there with you. And that's what Nurses Out Loud is wanting to make sure happens. We are in a war for truth and we are wanting to expose the real misinformation and the real propaganda that has contributed to this. And you are definitely part of the solutions. And I'm so thankful for everything y'all are doing there. We're paying attention and definitely want to continue to promote whatever you're doing because we really appreciate you. Well, thank you. It's good to be with you. And thank you for you and all of the nurses and all the healthcare professionals out there who have a passion to help people and are, are willing to put their lives literally on the line. And so that's why this is so tragic that people like that, people like yourself, uh, became victims of this uh, COVID mandate. And that's something we must never forget. We must never repeat. Yes. And censorship. I mean, the the, uh, yeah. the amount of censorship is somebody just trying to get the word out there. I am astounded with, and we don't even know how to seek justice for it. That, exactly. I mean, the censorship was deadly. You know, it's one thing to have a disagreement with someone, but it's another thing to censor truth uh, and other, even personal stories. People had personal stories about how they took the COVID shot. They were fine one day and next day they had all these problems. They were censored. It was their personal story. They were censored. People have a right and, uh, and a need to know that kind of information. Yes. And we're so thankful for that. And we hope that solutions are going to come for all of us for the censored. Well, and in fact, the, the worst thing is, is not that just private entities like Facebook and others, and at the time Twitter were censoring, but that the federal government was involved in forcing and working with that kind of censoring and dictating it. That's an unconstitutional violation. And so this, uh, there's a big case against the federal government right now that's ongoing. And, and I think it's a very serious issue uh, with regards to what our government did in terms of the misinformation, disinformation that frankly is not just censoring something, it's censoring information that caused deaths. Right. Injured and harmed people. Right. I was actually trying to teach people how to survive COVID at home and everything that I was teaching was being shut down and prevented from going out. So it's fair to say that people were denied the right to life saving information simply because somebody thought what I was sharing was misinformation. 
Right. Yeah. And then how many times have you heard our agencies talk about building up your immune system, taking nutraceuticals, eating right, exercising, getting fresh air? You didn't talk, you didn't hear anything about that. Yeah. And when you tried to even mention some of those kinds of things, take vitamin C, vitamin D, you know, all these different things, you know, you get censored and, and people didn't know. The absurdity, uh, so you, the absurdity yeah. of it all is just ridiculous. And we're so thankful for what you're doing. And Anytime, if there's some new um, legal ground that's being won, we would love for you to come back and tell us about it and tell the people because the people actually don't think that there are cases winning out there. They don't think there's a chance for them to win. And we want to empower them to know, yes, there is a way that justice can be won here. Yeah, absolutely. Justice can be won. Justice is being won. We need more justice, however, but we need people to never give up. And uh, don't listen to all the things that they hear on a lot of the media. Sources like yours, they need to listen to uh, because there's a whole different world uh, out there. And we are making some good headway and we're not going to give up. We're not going to stop this fight. No, we are not. Thank you so much, Mr. Saber, and for everything you're doing and for being here with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank goodness for people like Matt Staver and his organization, Liberty Council, out there fighting the good fight for the American people. Be encouraged. Justice is happening. Justice has come and justice can come for you as well. A lot of these mandates were motivated by money and it's going to take loss of money for those who push the mandates to learn their lessons. Be brave. Be courageous. Help others to be. Pursue justice where justice is due. Help people in your community become better informed that there is help for them and law firms willing to fight for them. Share courage. Remember, it's contagious. Remember, we are in a war for truth. Help people find truth and let's make the truth known together. Next week, same time, AmericaOutloud.news, Nurses Out Loud. See you then. It's time.